Ready? Ready? Baking it. The bakers bake and try to win. The stove from these grandmas judging them. Oh, baking it. I forget the word snowflaking it. Sarah, that yes. was so amazing. That just made me so Did happy. we just infringe copyright? Was that uh, I, I don't think anyone's going to come after us. <laughs> I don't they might they might not even recognize that as the song. Yeah. Uh, true. They might be like, "What was that?" Um, <laughs> wow, it feels so good to start this episode by being serenaded. Like I feel well, so that's special. The, that's the flavor of this show. It is. It is. That is the flavor. There's so many flavors. Mm. I mean, they they made a lobster pie. I didn't expect that. I didn't know yeah. that lobster was going to come into this. Yeah. Uh, listeners, welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. Your other host, Sarah. Sorry, that was a yawn. That's okay. You're just feeling really cozy. Really cozy. You're feeling super cozy. Uh, listeners, uh, Today, we're going to be rounding out season two. Sarah, this is the end of season two of the show. We have two wow. seasons that are under our belts now. Um, season two of the Adam and Andy podcast is ending with Baking It, uh, hosted by Andy Samberg and Maya Rudolph. Um, but before we get into that, Sarah, would you like to would you like to hit some Adam and Andy news? Yeah. Uh, our last news of the year. Let's see what we've got going on here. Uh, well, actually, I'll ask you, who do you want to start with, Adam or Andy? Adam. Adam, because we're going to roll right into this is all about Andy this episode, right? Yes. So let's start with Adam. Uh, well, one thing I can say is that uh, as of this recording, uh, actually, actually, as of yesterday, um, the Last Jedi was released four years ago. So it was the fourth I saw your post. I was like, no, does, that's crazy. Does it feel that long ago? I guess it does because we lost basically a year and a half of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then sometime before that, The Last Jedi came out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we can really thank Ryan Johnson for the um, devoted thirst that we that we are all exp- I mean I was already thirsty for Adam Driver like I don't want to be like a hipster about this you know and be like uh, you know I was thirsty for Adam Driver when he was on Girls but mm-hmm. I was uh anyway mm-hmm. uh but I think that when he he really entered our like collective you know thirsting space with the last Jedi don't you think collective thirsting space our collective <laughs> thirsting space I feel like we can thank the last Jedi for that I don't know what do you sure. think I mean I still remember him from girls like I think that people who are paying attention mm-hmm. like remember him from mm-hmm. girls like that's what started but it was still career. kind of an I mean it was like a popular HBO show but still kind of an obscure show like it yeah, wasn't you're right. like star, star Star Wars was the thing it wasn't yeah. the last Jedi it was the um, well the Force Awakens the Force came Awakens. first but the last Jedi was the thirstiest well yes the thirstiest but I'm saying yeah. that the Force Awakens was like oh this guy Mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, this guy mm-hmm. pay attention to this guy pay attention and then and then ryan johnson yes and did that shit mm-hmm. and he was like pay attention to this guy's well-oiled pecs right 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you, Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi, for bringing uh, Adam Driver Thirst almost to the mainstream. Uh, I think we we're we're now seeing a little bit more, even ma- more mainstream with the, you know, uh, Burberry ad and and House of Gucci. House of Gucci is doing very well, by the way. House of Gucci is making a crap ton of money wow. for a dra- a drama film. It's actually had it actually I think had the biggest opening of a dramatic film in years. Do you think that's mostly due to Gaga? I think that it is due to some pretty intense marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already talked about this on the show that um, even my daughter was receiving Facebook ads about House of Gucci. She's on Facebook? No, sorry. Uh, YouTube. Okay. YouTube like, ads. What? <laughs> no, she's not. Thank God she's not on Facebook. Um, so heavy marketing. Uh, I think Gaga, certainly. I think Adam Driver is also a draw. Like mm-hmm. Adam Driver has a huge devoted fan base. Mm-hmm. And uh, just generally, I think the hype of like going to see a movie that's about like this rich family scandal. I think there's like a cocktail of things that led to the popularity. Gucci. And I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like House of Gucci. Everybody know everyone knows what it, what Gucci is, you know. So I think it was a cocktail thing. Certainly uh, uh, Lady Gaga's uh, popular for sure. And Jared Leto, of course, his fan base. I swear to kidding. God. Does he yeah, have any well, fans? Well, I, I mean, he has a cult. So yeah, like Does I guess. He? I Yeah, he's a, yes. Have you never seen no, pictures? No, I've never seen. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to have to take a moment of our time uh, to, well, his, uh, his band, what is it? 30 yeah, seconds. Band? Yeah, he's a, Sarah. I know I mean, nothing about Jared Leto. Leto. Well, you know what? Leto. I don't I don't think that there's anything uh particularly wrong with you not knowing about anything about Jared Leto because like uh, I could probably I could do with knowing less I think about Jared Leto like if I knew less about Jared Leto, I feel like uh that would be a good thing. And I'm pulling up a picture right now of uh okay here we go all right all right so here is a picture of jared leto uh and his 30 seconds to mars cult his band has a retreat uh picture's kind of low res there his band has a retreat and uh people go to an island and they pay like i don't know twenty thousand dollars or something some ridiculous sum of money to be part of this experience where Jared Leto holds court. Uh, I w- let me see if I can find. Oh, here's another good one. Let me let me drop. Let me grab this one for you. Wait, wait until the very last episode for me to prove my technical in, uh, uh, deficiencies. Anyway, there's a Jared Leto holding court uh, at one of his gatherings. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, right, barf. Sorry, I didn't mean to give any airtime to this man, uh, but I, who I didn't, I don't even think he was that good in House of Gucci. I feel like I made that pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, that I did not care for his take on that character, and yet he is getting a lot of awards. Sometimes I feel like people get award nominations not for the best acting, but for the but most for acting. For the most acting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's happening right now. Yes. Anyway, this is not called. This isn't called the just hating Jared Leto podcast. Just hating Jared. Oh my Uh, god. So let's move on. (laughs) Um, Okay, House of Gucci. Okay, here I'll here I'll say this. Big news. The biggest news I think of the week for us is 
I've already I already broke the news to you over uh, text, uh, but uh, Adam was snubbed uh, by the Golden Globes for all three of his roles. Uh, didn't get a Surprising. nom. Didn't get a nom for Last Duel. Didn't didn't get a nom for House of Gucci. Didn't get a nom for Annette. Uh, the rats were not happy. Yeah, no. And I'm not happy. I don't know. How do you feel about this? I'm also not happy. I mean, I'm not like his biggest fan, but I think he deserves. Sarah, I, I don't want to break one. I don't want to break the news to you, but you do a a a, a biweekly podcast. Well, I'm a participant. <laughs> um, You've been dragged here against your will. <laughs> No, I, haven't been, I haven't been dragged here. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that, like, yeah, I'm not like a fangirl, but like, right. I think that he definitely deserves to win mm-hmm. an award. Mm-hmm. Let alone like being be not being nominated. Like, so you might even say that his ass off. He acted his ass off, but not. He didn't do the most acting. He not did like Annette, Jared Leto. Annette was that's like Jared Leto. But Annette was like, I mean, come on. It was good acting. It was excellent. It was top and tier. It was acting. loud. It was big. It was in it your was, face. It was different. I yeah. feel like I have to wonder if the critics just didn't know what to do with Annette. Like or or what to do with Adam's performance of this incredibly dark, complicated character. Like I like what did they I feel like sometimes these award shows reward what is safe and comforting over what is actually challenging art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm really disappointed about that. Um, yeah, Annette is not the classical Oscar film. Not that these are the Oscars, but um, mm-hmm. it's not the like. This is a drama about a real thing that we want to yeah. portray. Like it's more fantastical and stuff. And right, um, it's weird, freaky shit, and they just weren't ready for it. But um, at least, like, I don't know. Yeah. Now. Ma- I'm I'm not saying the guys that got nominated didn't deserve it. I'm just saying that Adam Adam turned out three incredible performances this year and to have him not be nominated feels like obviously Maybe. I'm biased but it feels like a real a real shit move, you know? Maybe uh, he'll get an honorable mention. They'll give him an honorable mention ribbon that, of the year. Like honorable like they, mention of the year. Going to create a just a separate award just for yeah. Adam. Adam Award. The Adam Award. The Adam Driver Award. Ad- the Adam Douglas Driver Award for Excellence. Oh. And from here on, you have to do it, turn in at least three, no less than three. Mm-hmm. Diverse. Uh, exciting. Complicated. Uh, complicated uh, performances. You have to turn in three of them. Or Thirsty. you can't even qualify. And it, they, have they don't to, have... And- they have to be thirsty. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if, if they it was have if to it be. was my award. Okay. If it was my the award, the Adam then. Douglas Driver Award for Excellence. The Award for Excellence in Acting and Thirst. Okay, great. Um, this should be a thing. Yeah, I hope. I hope the world is listening. Um, now, Marion Cotillard was nominated, as was Lady Gaga. So his co-stars were nominated, but he was not. Now, I, I know a lot of people were really upset about this, especially Marion. Uh, but let's not turn our uh, ire on the actresses who also deserve the nomination that they got. Uh, I thought Marianne was excellent. But as much. Well, I don't like to play that game, you know. Uh, I think Marianne Cotillard did a wonderful job. Uh, and I think, obviously, Lady Gaga, like, carried the film. She did yeah. a fantastic... Her and Adam carried that film 
uh, House of Gucci and she did an excellent job. I don't think anyone's surprised that she got nominated. Mm-hmm. Now, every every time Jared Leto gets nominated for something, it um, it's like a thorn in my craw, if you know what did I'm saying. Did he get not no, no. Not nominated? for a Golden Globe, I don't think. Okay. Uh, listeners, tweet at me at Adam Eddie Pot if I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that he didn't. Um, he has been nominated for other uh, uh, awards for his performance as Paolo. Um, uh, also, uh, Jodie Comer, no nomination for The Last Duel. And you know what? Twitter has been doing this thing where they've been, people have cre- actually taken uh, scenes from The Last Duel uh, the, uh, the like the you know how they played the same scene repeatedly mm-hmm. from different points of view, mm-hmm. and people have been doing side by sides uh, of you know like the different points of view, and it mm-hmm. real you look at it and it truly is a masterclass in how these actors really adjusted their micro expressions, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can really see the subtle differences that Jodie Comer plays mm-hmm. in each of these POVs, like her POV of the wedding to Jean versus his POV or mm-hmm. even when they are comparing like Jacques uh, in his POV versus Jacques in Marjorie's POV. It's really, really incredible. I would um, know the part that stood out to me the most was when they're being introduced mm-hmm. at that party or so, something. The kiss. Like yeah. the kiss, like that mm-hmm. moment felt the mm-hmm. most like blaringly obvious, like right. this is really good at, at, mm-hmm. at acting. This is really uh, nuanced. Nuance. That's exactly. That's what I was looking for. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe the Oscars will give us something different. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I, it was a. Uh, it was a uh, disappointing to say the well, least. Well, you know, um, the same people are on the Oscar committee. No, I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be horrible? Not, I mean, the Oscars do different things. I mean, look, oh, I know. You, Sarah and I. Uh, I don't know that we've talked too much about the Oscars or uh, the Golden Globes on this podcast. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on the other show, The Feminine Mistake. Uh, Sarah and I used to get together and watch it every year. Uh, but then we started to get really frustrated with just kind of the homogenized uh, sort of idea of like uh, overwhelming white men in every category uh, or even white women dominating some of the acting categories. And um, and I think that that stands like I look I'm looking at the Golden Globes, the actor, a lot of the acting categories, especially the I'm talking about film acting, uh, a lot of the film acting categories dominated by white women Uh no uh, uh, directors of color uh, to that I can see in the directing category. There are two women in the directing category, uh, so that's something. Uh, it just it feel it still feels like it doesn't represent the full um, breadth of excellence, um, and that you know. Uh, so that's what is very frustrating to me. Just beyond the whole thing with Adam and not him not getting a nomination, Sarah and I have been consistently frustrated with who receives recognition and who doesn't at these award shows. And I don't that that doesn't look to be changing anytime soon. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Adam was, however, nominated for Best Actor uh, by the in- Indiana Film Journal. Uh, the Florida uh, Film Critics Circle. Uh, far be it for me to agree with something to do with Florida, Florida uh, but apparently uh, I am in this case. Uh, Annette also now he's nominated for Best Actor for Annette. Uh, also Annette nominated for both Best Picture in both of those places, and House of Gucci was nominated for Best Ensemble by the Vegas Critics Association. So uh, the, it's not like he's not getting any recognition, but it seems like he's getting. Uh, little shut little out places. from these bigger yeah, yeah bigger fish anyways um that i think that's all i've got for adam 
So, and I don't want to end it on a down note. I feel like I'm ending it on a down note. Uh, Adam did some really incredible work this year, and I'm still holding the candle for him, hopefully getting us some recognition. Uh, He's an incredibly talented actor. I think somebody wrote on Twitter, uh, looking forward to in five years when Adam gets an Academy Award for some role that was that in a movie that's actually kind of shitty, but is like a makeup for all the roles that he should have gotten awards. And I'm like, ah, why do we have to do it that way? Leo D, did he finally get his his Oscar? Didn't he get his Oscar for the eating the the raw bear meat? Yeah, it was Revenant, Revenant? right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, I hope Adam doesn't feel like he needs to torture himself in that way to get uh, an award. Um, and didn't Johnny Depp get nominated for like Pirates of the Caribbean or some shit? Anyways, I feel like he. uh, Listeners tweet at me at Adam Any Pod. Did I dream this or did uh? Johnny Depp get nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, anyways, uh, shall we move on to Andy? Andy yeah. news. So Andy, Andy uh, again with the award shows. So Andy did not, unfortunately, did not win any Critics' Choice, uh, People's Choice Awards, despite my repeated attempts to uh, stack the deck. For with Palm my Springs, or is multiple- that too late? No, it's it was for uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Palm Springs was last year. Um, it's all. Uh, Blee, blee, blee. I know. Even together. It all feels like one big year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, what's it called? Uh, Transylvania oh. 4, Transylformia, coming out in uh, soon in ju- January. Transfer- <laughs> Transylformia? Transformia? I don't know. Something like that. Um, and uh, also, I just discovered in digging up, trying to dig up news today, that Andy is part of a group of people who are writing possibly performing i guess i don't know it was unclear but definitely writing for an animated series called diabolical which is a spin-off of the uh amazon prime show the boys so the boys that sort of like uh, uh dark um satirical kind of superhero show that's been very popular i haven't watched it but i don't know if you've seen carl urban is in it i really don't think i would have seen the name the boys and had any interest in, in in seeing it it seems not may, maybe not your cup of tea uh but i've heard it's a very good show anyway uh there's an animated series sort of uh like uh, the way they described it was i don't did you ever see the there was so there was the matrix series right we're all familiar with that but then there was like mm-hmm. an animated show that was like a, a animated like a anthology called the animatrix where they basically told stories side stories of the matrix in this animated sort of, sh- uh, uh, you know, it was a, a series of animated shorts and it was just kind of like a one-off thing. I don't know if you remember that. I watched The Animatrix uh, because I was obsessed with The Matrix when it came out. Uh, so apparently uh, Diabolical um, is sort of being described like that. It's like a spinoff of The Boys, but it's a short one-off animated show with a bunch of different episodes that are telling side stories. Okay. So Andy is listed as one of the writers along with Aquafina, Garth Ennis, uh, Seth Rogen, Alana Glazier, Aisha Tyler, and some other people. Uh, and and I'm going to guess that perhaps, I, I'm going to guess maybe he's performing in it, because it seems like all of these people are also performers. So they're kind of, I think they've each been given a story to take, and they do whatever they want with it. Uh, at the moment, he's just listed as a writer, but it's possible he may be doing a voice or something. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. So that I just heard about today. Um, 
Okay. So I think that's it for Adam and Andy news for 2021. I know, right? Next time we do this show, it'll be 2022. Just call it 22. Or just call it, you just want me to call it 22? 22. We're just going to shorten it. All right. Um, Sarah, are you ready to get into talking about baking it? Yes. Let's get into this pie. Let's let's dig right into this pie. Um, hopefully the crust, crust is flaky and evenly mm-hmm. cooked. Yes. I don't know. Did you feel like this show was evenly cooked? No. You didn't like it. Oh, I liked it. Oh, I you just didn't feel it. it was evenly cooked. You didn't feel like it was evenly cooked. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I must say that uh, it is uh, that I had I binged it basically in the last twenty four hours. So my as I was telling Sarah off air. My brain is all like it's just all baking it. That's though that's what's inside of me right now is just baking it. That's it. There's no space for anything else. So, um, shit. Where should we start? Let it out. <laughs> so I think that I guess I, I you watch a lot of these shows. I don't. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll freely admit that I had to multitask while watching it. Like I had to be doing something else. Oh, me too. While why? Okay, so that's yeah. the point. Is it the point? Isn't to fully focus on it, right? Because no, I don't watch like I have a lot to do of baking in the background. Okay, like I always have to like be playing with my phone or like. Oh, so you were double screening, is what you're saying? Oh, I always du- du- double screen. It is a rare show or movie. Like that I every not time, every yes. time, I don't double screen. Well, see, I usually watch stuff on the VR headset. That way, mm. I can't double screen. But yeah. um, this I watched while doing some getting caught up with some things I had to do um I'll just say that my brain needs to be very stimulated at all times Mm -hmm. and so if a show isn't fully stimulating like mentally and Mm -hmm. and visually I zone out and I can't concentrate on it I need to do I just I couldn't focus all my energy on a baking competition however Mm. I will say that I have seen them before and as baking competition shows go I thought this was fun and entertaining uh I thought that it was bright and colorful I've been feeling uh, to be honest with you and the audience I've been I for do to a variety of things I've been feeling very stressed this week so it's been really hard for me to relax and enjoy getting closer to the holidays it's not just about Christmas shopping although certainly that's part of it but like there's other things in my life that are stressing me out and um, so it was really hard for me to sit down and focus on the show but once I had it on I think it actually did lift my spirits and make me feel like ooh excited about I don't know about baking cookies because I'm not any good at that but it definitely made me excited about eating cookies (laughs) Um, and, uh, I, I felt, I started to feel the sort of the wholesomeness and the joy of, you know, just having a good time and relaxing and at least trying to do the, anyway, it it did lift my spirits and give me a bit of that little holiday cheer that I needed, I think. So I don't, I don't know if you have any feelings. Yeah, I found it. So like, I will compare it to the great British baking show just because that's the one that I love. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it as much as that because mm-hmm. there's something special about the Great British Baking Show that's mm-hmm. like it's wholesome, but it's also like genuine. Okay. And there's no fluffy, cutesy like stuff so on top. You didn't that, like the bits. It feels very f- well. There are bits on the Great British Baking Show okay. at the at the top, mm-hmm. but like throughout when they're talking to the contestants and when okay. they're judging, like there's no cutesy, fluffy shit. It's all like down to business. Like this, we are 
baking. We okay. love to bake. Okay. But it's very, everyone's very nice. Everyone's mm-hmm. very kind. See, I liked the bits. I liked the, well, first of all, I, all right. So Maya and Andy, we'll get to them and they're hosting in a second. But so, cause I do want to address this. I, some of my favorite things were just the random absurd bits that Andy yes. and Maya did. Like, I liked their bits. Yeah. I didn't I, like them talking to people and not being fully genuinely engaged. That there was like a they, joke. Think, okay. It was it was there was always a joke. There was always mm-hmm. like a punchline. There was always uh, and the the people themselves were I don't know, there was just some kind of disconnect. You didn't connect with the people. I liked mm-hmm. the people a lot. I actually was thinking to myself when I got to the end, like it's really weird when I watch these shows because I don't watch a lot of baking shows, but I did go through a really big project runway phase where I was like obsessed with project runway. And it's, I feel like it's always weird to get really attached to the people that you're watching the show about and then it's over. And then you're like, Oh, that's it. Now they're out of my lives. And because I watched this basically back to back, (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, it's over now. Like, I feel like I got to know these people. I I get what you mean that there was definitely like sort of there were these constructed moments where they're like giving them like, a, a, you know, a, their, their kids sent in a greeting or they gave them, you know, a letter from their mom or something. And I, I see what you mean about those kind of constructed heartfelt moments. But that's what these shows are like. And it worked for me. Like I thought it, it worked with the theme of Christmas and I thought it, or holidays, I guess I should say, cause it's not yeah. just about Christmas. They talked about Kwanzaa. They did a little thing yeah. about Hanukkah, which I also thought was nice. They incorporated at least mentioning mm-hmm. <laughs> some other ho- holidays other yeah. than Christmas. And uh, I don't know. It worked for me. I thought it was sweet. I thought the people were likable. There wasn't anybody on the show that annoyed me. Like I all thought they were sweet, but also like each group, had personality i didn't have trouble mm-hmm. telling them apart uh, although i can't remember some of the earlier get people <laughs> but at yeah. least the last six groups i think i can say are were pretty well defined in my mind um but that's fair you like a more serious approach to a baking show well the okay. great british baking show is not serious like i it's hard to describe like i really think you should watch the great okay. british baking show because it is excellent okay it is, i mean you've heard it from all sides like yes people love that show all sides and it's because it is both wholesome and genuine and real so it's a little cheesy for you maybe this, this is a little cheat cheesy and okay. you know me i'm cheat cheesy i'm sass- i like the cheese happy. i'm cor- corny i liked the corny i, I think you, i my, needed it my my favorite part was yeah. definitely a- a- andy and his you could just tell he was a little cynical, a little mm-hmm. sarcastic, mm-hmm. a little bit like I'm here for a paycheck. Even I, I know that, that was a joke, but he was definitely oh. like being a little sassy and a little like this show is weird and like I liked you know. <laughs> the very weird bits. Like the every time there was something really strange that you wouldn't expect yeah. in one of these shows, like the songs. The I song- love the songs. Okay, my fa- I think yeah, this was not an Andy moment, but I think my favorite the, the Maya song was the, Maya the, singing about the, pie. The pie is the my pie guy. The music video was like that was beyond. That was pie above is and my beyond. Guy. Oh my god, that was like I was like enraptured by that. Like I would listen to that on Spotify. Like that would oh, that would be playing in my car That's when I'm my on my jam. way to a show. Like yes, pie is my guy. <laughs> um, so let's talk. I about- liked the rat song that. The- a- a- are you talking about the reindeer, the, a reindeer? The reindeer. 
the, that was the I'd eight seen rats. that. I'd seen that before the show started, and oh. both times I found it upsetting and disturbing. <laughs> That's like, why I liked it. I know, and and I I I liked what I appreciated about it. What it was that it was weird and it didn't belong in a holiday show. That's yes. what I truly loved about it. But yes. it I but I also just felt like a little sad and disturbed by it. Uh, but well, I love that it was Andy. It was like written by Andy. You know it yes, was written by Andy. Andy absolutely and wrote like that. The, 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 the Lonely Island or maybe That's Akiva his Lonely and, Island. Co- no, I think that's Andy's no, that was Lonely all Island okay. coming out, I think. Um, I was like, definitely yes. Felt on Turns of sea foam. It was weird and bizarre. So like, and I did love that about it. But I was also like, I'm feeling a, a little upset. Um, yeah. But okay, so let's. We're kind of already talking about it. But Andy and Maya as hosts, can yes. we let's let's spend some time talking. How did you feel about them as hosts? I enjoyed them. I thought they were the best part. Um, yeah, I agree. Best I, part for sure. I uh, think that their bits were great. Mm-hmm. I think that when they talked to people, it was awkward and actually. Oh, you think it was weird? I thought Maya did a great. Th- my it was like your t- your weird aunt and uncle. I felt like every time they had to go talk to a person, mm-hmm. it was like Maya was like funny, but also like genuine and asked good questions and was like asking like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm really struggling." And she's like, "Oh, what are you struggling with?" Like Maya was like really good at like talking to them, and Andy was just over there making dad jokes. <laughs> So Andy was out of control with the dad jokes. Dad like jokes, so, many, so dad jokes. many dad jokes. It was crazy. And he knew they were bad too. You could see the look on his face where he's like, I'm he about was like, to sorry. I'm about to drop a doozy, but he's like sorry, <laughs> not sorry about it. Um yeah. anyway, you were saying. So there's an interview that I'll read okay. later for the the tri- trivia, mm-hmm. but the part that I probably won't get to is that um they both found talking to people very awkward and uncomfortable they both were like they it was a struggle for both of them to be sincere and genuine with people because it was like they were both like we want to make jokes and crack up and like make it fun and and light and people were like no you have to talk to them about their their father or like you have to talk to them about that was their kids you know (laughs) or the guys like or uh what's his um what was his name um I wrote it down because there's one part where I just started crying. Oh, Jonah. When Jonah was talking about his brother and the like he had built oh, yeah. the gingerbread yeah. house with the ramp because his brother yeah. had died of like, yeah. you know, uh, a- a- and I was like, fuck. Like, I just started yeah. crying. I was like, this yeah. is too much emotion for a baking yeah. show. But I mean, yeah. I-, I didn't feel like it was. I don't feel like they were. I didn't feel like it was. What, how do I explain this? It wasn't exploitive. I didn't feel like it was exploitive. I feel like they were trying to show, I think what they were trying to show was that for the folks on the show, that baking is meaningful to them and that around the holidays, we should be thinking about the people in our lives that we, that are, that have, that have been, that are, that are still with us, that aren't with us. And I think that was kind of the point. Um, but I was like, wow, like that's really intense. And I can only imagine it was intense for the contestants, I feel like. And I feel like I can only imagine that for Andy and Maya, who are like, f- like, I'm a comedian. I don't know that you can. Cons- you're very funny. I don't know if you consider yourself a comedian. You should, because we do a lot of comedy. Do you consider yourself a comedian, Sarah? I'm I'm a comedian at heart. Okay. Uh, but you're also a comedian in practice. You know that, right? Okay. Okay, sure. So sure. Uh, I feel like my instinct, and I totally understand how Maya and Andy would feel this way. My instinct is to 
is to make light of things, especially when I'm uncomfortable. Like I want to make jokes and like, I can't help myself, especially if I'm faced with something that's really uncomfortable. My instinct is to make jokes and, Mm -hmm. uh, because that relieves the tension for me. And I get how that is like tough where you're like, cause the, the best things to me between Maya and Andy were like when they were together doing bits and you could really see their friendship like like they genuinely felt like besties to me they seemed Mm -hmm. like they really liked being around each other and I also could really see their skill as improvisers how Mm -hmm. like Andy would riff on something and then Maya would pick it up and they would bounce it back and forth and it was always really funny and and they never nobody ever ever they were always game to go with the joke together no matter where it went and I just think that they're really skilled at that and they're very funny and charming and you're right I think that's where they shown the most was it when they're in the show like making jokes at the top or talking to the grandmas or, or doing like the songs or doing the little bits the interludes where they're doing songs or jokes that was like but but I just loved them together I could have just watched a whole show about them yeah just fucking talking to each other I just yeah, like I really that. liked them so much <laughs> yeah. you know they should be on a show together. I mean, I know they just were. Like, I literally just watched it. But they should be on, like, a show to get. Like, they should have like a, a ver- fictional show? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Sarah. A, a variety show? They should have a variety show. They should have a variety show. God, I would die. I would fucking die. I would love it. Can you imagine a variety show with Andy and Maya? And they have and special Amy guests come in. And Nick. Well, they would just have special guests come in and do bits and shows and, like, <sighs> That's I want. I hope Hollywood is listening because what I want we need most more variety shows. We need more. What I want most is Andy and Maya doing a variety show. That's what I want. Give it to me. I deserve it. Have I earned it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've been on a tangent. You go. You were talking about. I don't know what, but I'm just gonna well, you jump let's, in. Let's jump into the next thing, which is okay. the grandmas. The grandmas. How did you feel about the grandmas? I thought it was a great premise, mm-hmm. but the execution was not to my light like okay. like I think it, I think having grand grand grandma's judge is one of those mm-hmm. like sounds great mm-hmm. and like it's like oh that's hilarious that's mm-hmm. a hilarious con- concept mm-hmm. but they were not they didn't like part of critique is you have to tell people the good and the bad mm-hmm. And they basically, anytime there was any critique or criticism, they always apologized or Mm -hmm. like followed it with like. Because they're grandmas, Sarah. Because they're grandmas. I know, but I didn't like it. I'm like, tell me. You wanted them to stick with the. They were not just grandmas, though. I thought they were just going to be somebody's grandmas, but they were like legitimate bakers. bakers. Like they were, they owned bake shops, they had competitions. Like, one of the grandmas, Grandma Gigi, had like thirty like blue ribbons for pies. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. were legit. Yeah, no, it was just um, I wanted more uh, tough criticism, mm-hmm. like not mean, but just like. So you wanted one of these grannies to throw a pie in someone's face, is what not, you're saying? Not throw a pie, I'm just, just like I'm joking. Because <laughs> like the thing about the Great British Baking Show is there's a nice judge and then there's yeah. like. A mean judge. So you needed a mean Hollywood. grandma. You needed, I needed a mean, a mean grandma because gra- you need to have like one judge who's very nice and complimentary about mm-hmm. 
everything. And then you mm-hmm. need a judge who's like going to tell it like it is. You need a and Simon Cowell. To, and like, yes. And you want to please them. Like everyone who watches, everyone who's on the show, you just want to please them. And there was no grand, grandma here mm-hmm. that you just wanted to please because you couldn't get that from her. Like they all just pleased you. So you know. everybody on the Great British Baking Show has daddy issues is what you're telling yes. me. Yes. <laughs> Including me. And everyone who why, watches. What do you mean you have, why do you everyone have daddy who, issues? Because Your dad is so nice. I know he's so nice. Your dad is I, the nicest person. To, I know, but I want to please people who don't like me. Okay, that's fair. That's the issue. I get angry when people don't like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. But I get real mad. <laughs> so if I was on a baking show and one of the judges was like, your cake tastes like sandpaper, I would be like, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> and then I would storm off. Um, you know, I'm going dis- to I'm going to disagree. Again, I don't watch a lot of baking shows. Um, and I think and again, I can only compare this to Project Run- Runway cuz that's a show that I watch the most. And on Project Runway, um, I feel like the judges, they're they're all they're a mixture of good like they're they have critique but they're also very supportive you know like tim gunn is like um he'll say what's wrong with it but in a way that's like gentle you know mm-hmm. so i loved the grandmas i was in love with them they i felt like they were heartwarming i loved them in their little circle with their blankets on their laps like I, I alternately aspired to be them. Like I was like, that's what I want to be when I'm an old lady. But also, I, which is not that far from now. Like I'm really close, Sarah. No, you're it's, not. In you're a couple 42. of years, I just turned, I just turned forty two. You guys, in this time next year, I'm gonna be eligible to be a grandma on baking it. I'm just letting you know. No, I am so old. <laughs> It's it'll be 30 years from now, Nicole. Uh, I want to be like them, but also I wanted them. I wanted them to hug me like I wanted to be held by the grandmas. I'm just kidding. Oh, God, I'm just kidding. No, you're right. No, you're right. I absolutely do. (laughs) So this was not fulfilling your daddy issues. But it was fulfilling my mommy issues, is what I'm saying. Also, I grew up with my grandma. My grandmother lived in my house until I was in my early 20s. She passed away when when I was so about 20 years ago. And so I have like a soft spot for like I'm getting a little emotional just talking about it. Like I have a soft spot for grandmas. I miss my grandma. And I just really wow, I am like super getting emotional about this. It's okay. Um, this is an emotional show. I just super loved them, and I actually liked that they apologized every time they gave a critique. They were like, um, "This is too spicy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it tastes great. <laughs> but it's a little too spicy. The yeah. cream was great. I, that's just not my taste. But it, it's yeah, just, yeah. But that's just me. And like, <laughs> yeah. I loved their softball approach to critique." And I think that their judging was fair. Like when they were like sending people home, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, I I loved the grandmas. I thought it was a great idea. And I think one of the things that prevents me from watching these competition shows is that I don't like to see people's dreams crushed. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows where they're like, we're going to have tough love and we're going to tell you like it is. And it's like, I don't want to watch people who like deeply love something 
be humiliated on television. Yeah. I just don't want it. Yeah. And so I like a softer approach where they're mm-hmm. like, somebody's got to go home and we don't want to do it, but that's just the way that it is. But good on you for trying so hard, even though your gingerbread house looks fucked up. Like, you know, like that was, you know, I, I, I liked that. I liked that part. Yeah. There was something else is that the bakes were not great. Like I there mean, were some were, that were great, but there were some that it. were janky. I couldn't do it. Sarah, the, <laughs> that gingerbread competition made me feel so stressed like I was like so stressed out by it um I I I hate making gingerbread houses every year my kids want to do it and it's just like a fucking nightmare like they they make kids now they I know but it that shit never sticks together and that it's always crooked and then where do you put it when you're done with it the dog's gonna eat it face (laughs) and the kids (laughs) try to eat all the candy and it's like Ah, it's it's so my dad used to have us make this was in the days before kids he would have Mm -hmm. us make make them from scratch so you've done this bake the gingerbread well when i was like a kid and my my dad did most of it so Mm. you know i've i've never actually attempted it as as a a person who knows how to bake well do you maybe you should maybe i should so all right. We should talk maybe. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where to go next. Um, were there any contestants or bakes that did stand out to you where you were like, wow, I was really rooting for this person or this particular thing they made was really I should have stellar. Written their names down the Indian cup. Oh, I wrote them couple. down. I wrote their okay, names great. down. Uh, Niyadi and Ab- Abi, I think. I love them. Oh my god, like, I was in love with their them. food. So in love looked with them, looked and sounded amazing. Like I wanted they found to eat it. Fusions of different types of things, and like I you wanted know, it in my you mouth. You know, Indian food is my favorite. I know, I do know. But that. They like put a twist on it, and mm-hmm. it always looked really good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted them to win. I did too. Um, and when I they really didn't, was, I was a little sad. I was super disappointed they didn't make it to the top three. Yeah. Like I knew the sisters they were didn't, like they didn't make. Ma- 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 oh no, they, they did the make three. it to the no. They, they made just it didn't to the win. Top three. They didn't win. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I knew they were in trouble when the grannies were like, I don't remember what it was. Was it their ornament? Maybe something that they were eating yeah. was like they were like, oh, it's too crumbly. And I was like, yeah. no. I know, uh, I know. I was like, no, they have yeah. like 40 badges. They get a brooch every time they win something. Yeah. Their apron was just weighed down with brooches. They won more than the rest of them. They should have won the whole thing. Like, it was like Adam Driver and the fucking Golden Globes all over exactly. again. Yeah. Um, well, we could talk about maybe the top four. Yes, I loved them. I didn't remember. I don't I don't read. So there was the sisters. The sisters, they were cute. They were cute. Um, I felt like they were, they were like, they reminded me, they were like, they were like the Monicas. They were like the yes, perfectionist. The perfect but, but girls. Not in, they were perfect girls. But not in, look, not in an annoying way. They were very sweet and cute. And I. You're just jealous. Not you, but like one w- who watches them would be jealous of them because they're so perfect. Oh, yes. And, but they were also sweet and cute. And mm-hmm. I'm, and that's why you're jealous of them even more. And I'm a monster. Sweet and cute. I'm a monster. You're not a monster. <laughs> yes, I, feel the I same am. Way. Sarah, if we did a baking competition, you would be 
working your ass off and I would be breaking stuff. Like, can you imagine like you and me are having to bake something and you're like, hand me that. And it's the name of some kitchen implement. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then you're like, okay, fine. You're like, just trying to give me something to do to keep me from fucking up. Like, you're like, can you go sip this flour? And then I like dump the flour in and it goes everywhere. I would just be making such a mess. Like I would not be cute or sweet or perfect and everything. And I would just be in your way to be honest. I baked biscotti last night. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. How'd it turn out? I think they turned out good. I don't li- like biscotti. It was mm-hmm. for a friend oh, um, okay. who does like biscotti. Sam mm-hmm. likes bis- bis- bisco- biscotti as well, but for me, it's too dry and crunchy. And I you don't and like Sam crunchy. You and Sam should be in a baking competition show. Oh my gosh. I feel like Sam would be like a deer in the headlights. They'd come over to talk to him and he'd be like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> Just he'd be in the back he, trying he to busy to, himself with baking something. He does know how to follow directions, though. So, yeah. so he can. He he'd can, be a much better sous chef for you than I would. I would be like, act, not on purpose. I would yeah. be trying my hardest, but I would be Aww. actively in your way. I want to like write this. I want to like write like. Um, I mean, not that we would have to perform yeah. it, but just the idea of like your character and my character, like. Mm-hmm being in a baking competition together and having to like work together and bake i I feel like you'd be so patient with me though Mm -hmm. like i would mess everything up and you'd be like it's okay and we'd be kicked (laughs) out like the first day (laughs) they'd be like sarah you're great but your friend (laughs) is terrible um yeah so there was them there was the sisters which again i feel like we sounded really negative about them i thought they were very sweet but I talented think, too and very talented but for some reason i wasn't ready for them yeah, <laughs> even though they no. were burning in gorgeous stuff I, I was like you are too perfect yeah and i just need i need yeah. something and then there was the okay did you find the, fa- the father and son did you find their relationship a little strange <laughs> well just because they were very affectionate w- with no you usually don't see the oh okay i just what mean was that the way he calls his dad like he's like tom <laughs> I don't know. There was something very casual about them where uh, they seemed like bros. Uh, but I guess that that's just their relationship. Um, yeah. He's I, like, I, he's like, he doesn't call me dad. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, um, I know someone who everyone in their family, even the young kids mm-hmm. call everyone by their first name. Like it's their weird. parents, their grandparents, they call their grand, 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 grandparents by their first names. No, no. I've earned that title of respect. I want when you're screaming Nana at Kemper. me. When you're screaming, oh god, I'm not I'm ready. I'm sorry. For that. Is, is that is, I'm not is, ready? Is, is, is that is, I'm is not that what ready. you called your grandma? I'm so sorry. No, my my grandma's name wasn't Kemper. That's my husband's name. No, I just mean the word Nana. Nana. Yes, I well, I, my dad's mother I call Nana, and then my mother's mother I call Nana's still around. Uh, okay. My mother's mother I called I just called Grandma. Grandma. That, uh, that's what I call my yeah. my grand, grand, grandma. Um, so there were the sisters. There was the son. This father and son, they made food. They made a lot of savory food, which was surprising mm-hmm. to me. They yeah. were making pot pies. I thought their lobster pie looked really good. Uh, and the story behind it was really cute. But I was like, lobster? Like, where did they get lobster? Like, where did you get access to lobster? Is that just laying around the baking at studio? Yeah. Like, how does that work? Um, I thought that I thought that the father and son 
made consistently good food it looked like I mean I didn't taste any of it mm-hmm. personally I felt like they kept their choices kind of safe though mm-hmm. like the like the couple the married couple um that we were just talking about uh Nayadi and Ab- Abi they they like they took risks. Like I understand mm-hmm. they were trying to infuse they like pushed it. different flavors, but they did something that was unique and interesting. And like, I felt like the, like the other guys, like they were probably making shit that was delicious, but like it was, it felt a little it safe. Was, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I just like the, the couple, like, mm-hmm. I just, I love their story. I love how they referred to their relationship. Like when they got mar- mm-hmm. ma- married mm-hmm. and like, they just seem like such a good co- co- couple and they also really worked well together and mm-hmm. they just made food that I want to eat. I was like really upset that I didn't get to taste I know. the things that they were ma- I know. Ma- making. Uh, I loved Jonah and his husband. I can't remember his husband's name. I'm so sorry, but I was just like, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. I was like, I was really rooting for them. I wanted them to get a pin so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they kept like getting really close, like where they were mm-hmm. like, wow, we really fucked up. Like they kept fucking up, but then yeah. somehow staying in. And I was like, yes, yeah. I love an underdog. Give me an underdog story. Were they in the top four? Like, they were in the top four. So they almost okay. made it to the top three, but they, they just didn't. Uh, yeah. Although their little pig pie looked so cute uh, with the little pig on top of it. Uh, yeah. Also, I thought that they had like, they just had, they seemed like they put a lot of meaning into, okay, let, here, here's the thing I want to talk about next. The thing that I love and hate the most about these shows is when all every challenge is like, they're like, we want you to make a cake, but you, we want to make you to, we, we want you to make a cake about like, your anxieties tell us your worst anxieties in a cake you know what i mean like everything is like we want you to think about your uh most traumatic childhood memory and turn it into a three-layer cake like that the abstraction of that yeah like i can't i'm a writer and i can't even get my head around it like what about you sarah like i feel like i would just like have trouble being like I don't know what flavor my nightmares are. I just don't know. Is it red velvet? Is it carrot cake? Like what I are love my nightmares? that. I would love that. I know I would you love would. a prompt prompt like that. Like that would be like yes. Like get me to think about my emotions in a different way. Because like always, like when you think about your emotions in a different way, mm-hmm. it helps you understand them mm-hmm. and like pro- process them and mm-hmm. stuff. My my old therapist used to have me do that like kind mm-hmm. of like express my emotions like with a a visual mm-hmm. um i i idea visual mm-hmm. image mm-hmm. um and so that's just taking that to a different level where it's like a food it's like something you taste something mm-hmm. you you see um so i would like that if you had to bake your nightmares mm-hmm. like if you had to put your nightmares into a cake what would your nightmares taste like well definitely dark chocolate cuz i don't i don't like dark cho- oh. cho- cho- chocolate I love dark chocolate. Um, maybe licorice. Oh God, yes. Oh God. I ah. feel like I feel like if I had to make my name, it would be a funnel cake. Hear me out, <laughs> because funnel cakes like are kind of scary. Like mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what they're really made of when you get them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, or how they're made. Like when you're done eating it, it's like sitting in this pile of oil where, and you just feel kind of disgusting. Yeah. And also every time I eat a funnel cake, it tastes good while I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. 
So I feel like a funnel cake Basically. would be the dessert of uh, that. It encompasses my nightmare. Topped with licorice cream. Gross. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what, do you have any, uh, is there something we didn't cover? I feel like we haven't talked a lot, enough about Andy, really. Um, do you have any, like, of your favorite jokes or bits that, that we talked about the song? Um, I liked I mean, the I song love- at the beginning. Yeah, the song at the beginning really surprised me. Like I was like, "Oh, there's there's singing on this show." Like, okay. Uh, um. I I liked I I know that it was really hokey, but I really enjoyed the master baker's joke. I was like, "Yes, oh, give yeah. me keep keep yep. it going, keep that yep. keep, push it further with with the master What's baker's." What's so funny is on making it mm-hmm. the real tight like the real prize. At the end mm-hmm. is master maker. So on making it, it really is Master Maker. Oh my maker. god! Oh my god! So he was I, man. There were so many layers to that joke. Now mm-hmm. I appreciate it so much more. Um, I just want to emphasize again how much I love Andy and Maya's friendship. Like it felt really genuine to me, and they felt like besties. And the way they made each other laugh just like brought me a lot of joy. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to see what some of my other favorite bits. Oh my god! I just real. I just looked at my notes about the rose cake. Do you remember the cake that um, Niyadi and uh, and Abi made that was like a pink rose? Oh, oh my god! That was amazing. I mean, that, that was amazing. That alone, that alone should have won the competition. I'm sorry. Just stop the competition there. They'd be like, I'm "We're like, done. That's it. We're done." Um. Let's see. I think my favorite. Okay, what was your favorite challenge? Here's a good one. What was your favorite challenge? Because I know what mine was. I didn't write down my favorite. Fa- fa- All right. Challenge. Well, let me say mine, and maybe it'll come okay. to you. My favorite challenge was the white elephant because that felt like really easy for me to get my head around conceptually, and also like I guess I do like a- I like it when they throw in something like, okay, here's an ingredient that isn't like you have to you didn't choose it. And you don't know what it's going to be, and you got to make it work somehow. So that was the one where they went and got the presents under the tree, and they like had to open it. And it's like, oh, it's a can of cinnamon rolls, or it's like chocolate pudding. I I know we were saying like the the sisters were like too perfect and whatnot, and I I, I feel really catty for even saying that. I was very impressed with their little chocolate cup with the chocolate. They made the chocolate pudding ice cream. Like I was very impressed with that and the little like I, I do you remember that part? They like they got chocolate pudding in the white elephant gift, the sisters, and they made like a little cup and they made ice cream with the chocolate pudding and then they had hot fudge over the top and I was mm-hmm. like that looks so good. Um so I was really impressed with that. But I have so I would say the white elephant was my favorite um of the challenges, I think. I guess my favorite would be the cake mm-hmm. that had like the, elements of this person and elements of that person inside or oh like right so they, that was one of the one early challenges inside. it was like outside has to re- represent one of you and inside has to represent yeah the other. i mean that was an er- i was might might have been the first episode mm-hmm. but i really like that and i think it may have been the that, first episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that, that was, was cool like a nice intro into the style of the show and, yeah that um, rose cake oh my god was yeah. pretty great yeah um Let's see. I'm trying to look if I if there are any other. Oh my! <laughs> here's a bit that stuck out to me. Uh, oh no! Here's the thing that stuck out to me. I for- completely forgot about this couple, but there was a couple from Georgia. Remember, they were like husband yes. and wife. And at one point, they were making some kind of food, and Andy was talking to them about the South. I remember. 
and and they said something about she's like texas is not the south and i was like amen sister texas is not the south we do not claim texas as part of our hair we don't claim texas as part of our group texas is its own thing anyway i just really like that that made me laugh um let's see I was I, I wrote down the food looks so good I'm frothing. There that's the problem with these shows like they make me so hungry. I was like yeah. frothing. At I'm going to eat something after this. Um <laughs> let's see I know, right? Oh, um I just again, I'm sorry, but Andy's dad jokes. I wrote down some of my favorites. Um he this I think these were both in the same episode. They were giving out the brooches for the that episode like the brooches that people were winning. And Andy told someone, you're really approachable. <laughs> he also said that he got the, va- from the back. Do you remember the part where he's like, I got, uh, when I got the vaccine, I got Santa bodies. Mm-hmm. And then he did mm-hmm. like a lap around the studio a couple and times. he was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that made me laugh yes. so hard. I just loved yes. it. Um, okay. I think that I think that's pretty much all I've got here. I don't think I have much more other than my moments of thirst. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, we didn't really talk about the pies, but of all the things that could have been eaten, I think the pies. Like I wanted to eat the pies the most. Like I'm with Maya. Give me a pie. I'll I'll eat a pie if it's there, but I don't I don't <sighs> seek pies out. I oh don't know. god. I am I am like if I am thirsty for pies, like in a food way. Like I, I like look at them and like my mouth just starts, like I just said the word pie and I started salivating like uncontrollably. <laughs> That's for me with like cake. I love any type of cake. God, I like the pies. Like I could practically taste the flaky crust. I was really, really into that. Um, oh, here was another thing that somebody called, somebody called, I, I don't know if it was Andy or Maya that called somebody's pie hot and cobbled. Oh, that was okay. that might have been a, a, a oh my god yeah. by the way do you did you note take note of how much money the winner uh the sisters won fifty thousand fifty motherfucking thousand dollars maybe we should end up enter a baking competition we wouldn't get very far you don't think so if sam can't get on a bay 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 baking show what hope do we have i'm not saying she she oh, is she not didn't going get it? to. No, I don't know. I have no oh, no okay. idea. Okay. Um. Oh, Sarah, I want that fifty thousand dollars. But yeah, I don't. I couldn't have made the stuff that they made. Yeah. Maybe there's a what show? What what competition show would we be good a on? A filmmaking show. You think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> seems kind of seems kind of meta. <laughs> uh, a podcasting show. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts on baking it? Would you recommend it this holiday season to a friend? Yes, it's very it's very fun. It's very mm-hmm. light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And if you are looking to not think and just be like warm and cuddly and coat and 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 co- cozy, then definitely watch this show if you want. Um, uh, just fun, lighthearted mm-hmm. laughs and um. I don't know. Like I just keep going. I keep saying the same things. But like <laughs> Low, cozy, laughs, warm, uh, all the buzzwords. It's delightful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that this time of year, a couple of things, and I already touched on this a bit. This time of year can be really stressful, and um, I think that it's a good show to watch if you're looking for something to like, kind of 
like you said, like make you feel a little cozy, give you a little entertainment. It definitely like lifted my spirits. I'm glad that this was what we were watching at the end of the season for us. Yeah. Because totally. I think I needed a little injection of light fun. Yeah. Uh, it was light and funny and made me feel good. And um, also you just need stuff to do in the background while you're like wrapping mm-hmm. gifts and shit. Exactly. And I, this is the perfect. So if you haven't seen baking it yet and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I have a big pile of gifts to wrap. This would literally be the perfect thing to watch while you wrap the gifts. Perfect thing. Perfect. And you get Andy and Maya being super fun. They are so talented. Like they're such good mm-hmm. comedians. They're so funny. They're great improvisers. I enjoyed the hell out of them. It's a really fun show. I would definitely recommend it. All right. Are you ready to get thirsty? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get thirsty. Okay. The nerves mm-hmm. that Andy had when he was talking to pe- people. So you like a nervous the awkward boy. dad jokes. <laughs> um, you like a nervous boy. Ner- yes, yes. Yes. Um, the songs, especially the one about the reindeer who eats rats. Um, the reindeer that eats rats song made you thirsty because it was so weird and funny. Yeah, like it was like the the writing of the song was yeah. like this is weird and I like it. Um, nice sweat sweaters, especially oh, that red one with the collar, God. like with the folded over collar and the buttons. Like he looked so <laughs> soft. He was like a teddy bear. I wanted so to squeeze dad. him. Like oh my he God. looked like such a delf. Dad. Delf. Total delf. <laughs> Total um, delf. And you can hear my dog barking and I apologize, but my son just came home. So there's like a lot of barking going on. the sassiness, the kind of like... Mm-hmm. He had the only cynical bite to the show that was kind of like... <laughs> this he was is, a little nudge, nudge, this winky. Is silly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was also. Totally. So yeah. Love it. Sarah, top of my list, by the way. Top of my list. Andy's cozy sweaters. sweaters. Like they, I knew you would have that on your list. Not just the cozy sweaters, but also the he looks so good in blue. Like that oh. light blue sweater and also like the dark navy kind of sweater. Like he just he looked so good in the colors that they put him in. It really I like the like, red the best for me. I that was my least favorite. I mean it was cute, really? but that was my least favorite sweater. I actually loved him in blue. Like I just thought he was really striking in blue. And all of his sweaters looked warm and cozy and the bathrobe, like I just wanted to like I just wanted to snuggle him. He just looks so cozy. <laughs> um uh sexual baking innuendo uh i'm here for it i think at one point oh he kept there was one when they were doing the naughty or nice competition and he kept Mm -hmm. saying naughty over and over again i was like yes yes (laughs) um the uh just the dad jokes i wrote it in all caps like the dad jokes were so endearing and apparently dad jokes uh, are very sexy to me. Uh, I don't know. I would just every time he did a ja- dad joke, it fucking ch- it charmed the pants off of me. Honestly, yeah. um, and he was like really laying it on yeah. thick with the dad jokes. Yeah, I think we didn't talk about this in the main part of the discussion, but I think wh- even though I, I'm sad that it was awkward for them to talk to people about serious stuff, that's I that's unfortunate. But what I liked about the show is that, and I know that it's not the real them like this is they're still on a sh- television and they're putting on some kind of performance but it was just kind of nice to see Andy and Maya just like being themselves a bit and like just what I imagine their natural jokey selves are like at least a little closer to nor- natural than like 
he's not playing a character, if you know what I mean. Right. So yeah. I kind of really enjoyed that. Um, and the dad jokes were a big part of that. I imagine he's like a total doofus at home. Just like constant dad jokes. And I just really that I thought that was really charming. Um I Andy's laugh and just like yes. the general, like the joy and the goofiness, <laughs> like him yeah. enjoying himself made me enjoy him. Yeah, like his face when he laughs, that yes. kind of like he face, just, like I love it. He just like really laughs with his whole face and it smiles yes. with his whole face. And I just I just really love it. Uh, and that that's those are my moments of thirst. I actually found baking it to be surprisingly thirsty. Like it made me hungry for food and other things, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Uh, are you ready for trivia? Yes. So I'm going to read you some of this interview, just with some quotes. Okay. Um, let's see. So this is um, a not Amy. I'm so sorry. My Ma Maya and mm -hmm. a a a Andy. Maya says. A Andy brings out my pure goof, no snort laugh. Aww. Just a, a very base level eternal joy. He's my genuine friend. And just like any genuine friend, when you're together, you just pick up where you left off. And it's usually in goof town. And he says, we live in goof town. Oh, my God. Naya makes me laugh that. from the tip of my schnoz to the bottom of my pel pel pelvic floor. I love them so much. That's Aren't really so hot. Great? By the way, that's it's super really hot. That is so fucking hot. Um, so they were wooed to baking it by a, a, a Amy. Amy basically called Ma Maya mm -hmm. and said, will you please be on this? And, mm -hmm. and she was like, call a friend. And so mm -hmm. Maya called a a Andy and mm -hmm. basically like, uh, um, uh, he said, I, I, I just followed the rule I followed in every SNL after party, which is you don't say no to Amy and Maya. They got me uh, into all kinds of stuff. That's basically what I imagined that Amy was like, you're doing this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ma Maya says he has e younger brother energy. Oh, yeah. 100%. Totally get that. Um, and so apparently Ma Maya's kids like to bake. She has a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, and he said that he made pancakes once with his kid and <laughs> they baked them in the oven and they were not good. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that in the oven. Yeah. It's not how pancakes are made, Andy. Even I know that. That's um, adorable. So th this like inspired them to try baking. Mm -hmm. um, they, but yeah, they, they did say that they, uh, they agreed that this, this serious moments were, um, were hard. That was hard for them. Yeah, aren't, aren't those cute? Aren't so they adorable? adorable? Oh, you know what? Can I add? Because I, I just ran across like a, a quote while I was like looking up other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Apparently when Andy and Maya were on SNL for that brief period that they were on the show together, they used to eat together. Like they would eat lunch, they would oh. eat their lunch or their dinner together and just like oh, gab. cute. I had no idea that they, because they were only on together for like a year or something. I think it was like years? half a year. They've like half had very, just a little bit of overlap, I think. Okay. But apparently they used to eat their meals together. That's cute. Yeah. So they had an instant bond. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That was nice. really cute. That was some great trivia. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. <laughs> okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Would you watch, would you want another s season of baking it? 
I I know that they didn't like talking to people about their serious moments, but like I kind I hope they would do it again. I would. Yeah. I feel like this is a thing I'd like to watch every year. Like I would enjoy just like a one off baking it every year, you know, like around Christmas time. That would be really fun. Um. Okay. Uh. So are you ready to talk about what we're gonna watch? next year because in 2022 sorry what 22 22 we're just gonna go with 22 Mm -hmm. um also we have a list another listener question and i have a question for you so we'll get to that in a second but just to just to get into like what are we watching next time i'm not gonna spin the wheel it seems to me and we didn't talk about this off air so you are welcome to disagree with me but it seems to me that the thing that makes the most sense is for us to begin season three can you believe we've been doing this for three seasons sarah that is fucking bonkers to me you don't seem like shocked but i'm shocked that we're already like in season three of the show well you're always shocked about us keeping up with pop podcasts but i feel like i'm amazed that we do this like (laughs) when we started the feminine mistake i was like i hope we keep this up for six months and then we we've been doing that show for five years and here we are three years well, two and two years into doing this, which just it just boggles my mind. Uh, but it seemed like the right thing to do would be to finish Brooklyn Nine Nine season eight. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So that'll be our next thing that we do. So listeners, we're going to start off twenty two, as we're calling it. Uh, we're going to start <laughs> it off with uh, the last two episodes of season eight of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is the last day part one and the last day part two. So it's a two parter. Uh, the, uh, the description of last day part one is the squad takes stock of their eight years together and looks towards their future. Uh, last day part two, the squad takes stock. Oh, that's the same thing. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing twice. So, uh, it's a two parter. Uh, and, uh, so that is, that's how we're going to be, uh, starting off the year is by saying goodbye to Brooklyn nine, nine, which I know seems kind of weird, but it just, it felt like we had to do baking it. We just felt like yeah, we had to, we so had to, I'm sorry guys. I'm if we get to we did. prolonging the end of Brooklyn nine, nine season, eight, we could just... always do the end of Brooklyn nine, nine next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nicole's like, Fuck! Ah! <laughs> um, you know, just, Christmas you know, Eve, just no like problem. Christmas Eve podcasting. That makes total sense. <laughs> Um, so that's what we'll be doing next listeners when you, when you talk to us and then I don't know, we'll sometime we'll do some Andy movie, uh, add a movie after that. I don't know what it'll be. Um, you're ready to, are you really ready to dig into girls? Are you really already? I don't know. We keep talking about it. I'm just like, I want to see Andy from like the, Uh, I'm so sorry. Adam from the, the big beginning days look no one makes me hornier than Sackler okay like there's nothing hornier for me than that and um all right I will contemplate it listeners why don't you tell us how many films do we have left of his listeners tell us how many films do we have left we have a lot we Sarah you want me to name some uh Francis Ha Silence uh Midnight Special okay um Patterson Patterson which is a big one the third Um, star Star Wars. Well, Rise of Skywalker from, we'll yeah. be doing in December. Yeah. Uh, so that's just five off the top of my head. Okay. His SNL appearances. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's some that he had like little bit parts in, but uh, that's just off the top of my head. And I, I, I can't, I think those are the big ones, but I'm probably mm-hmm. forgetting one. So listeners, feel free to correct me. Listeners, why don't you tell us? Maybe we'll so do a poll on Twitter. 
year without doing, or maybe half a year without do, doing girls. We'll see. I am really sure. eager to get into girls. Uh, I think that we've already decided that we're not going to watch every episode of girls. We're just going to watch the ones that Adam is in, right? Is he not in in every episode? He's in most of them, but not all of them. The, remember in season two, he kind of disappears for a little while. Oh, yeah. And then I think in season six, he kind of disappears for a little while. He's in most of the episodes, but it, to me, it seems like, let's just follow Adam Sackler's story. I love Girls, okay. and I do actually rewatch it frequently. I know that's a controversial opinion uh, that a lot of people either really like the show or they really hate the show or they only watch it for Adam and however you feel about the show is totally valid uh listeners but I I actually really like the show uh and so I've re-watched it uh, a couple of times probably more than I would if it were not for Adam like I probably rewatch it most because of Adam but I do enjoy the other episodes as well but it seems like if we're covering rather than cover every episode because there's mm -hmm. a lot of them it seems like maybe we should just follow Adam's arc I think yeah. is what we would do okay. um which is still a lot of episodes yeah. so um listeners tweeted us at Adam Andy pod should we finish with Adam's filmography and then do girls or do you want us to start off with girls and then maybe take a break and come back to it what what would you like I'll put up a, I'll put up a poll maybe but also tweeted us uh, on the maybe reply to this episode on Twitter and let us know uh, if you think we should do girls now or do it later uh, let us know what you think um, okay so uh, a couple things first of all uh, because last time we, and this was a bit inspired by a listener question, uh, Aaron, uh, one of our listeners sent in a bunch of questions, which is awesome. We're not going to get to all of them because there's so many. Uh, and I, I like appreciate the time and care that she put into thinking of these questions. Um, but I did modify one of her questions and then I'm, there's one of her questions that I'm just straight up going to ask. Uh, but it was, it's kind of in relation to what we talked about last week, which was we had three of Adam's films that we watched this year. And we ranked the performances and we also ranked the thirst. So I thought we should do that with Andy as well. So uh, I've just kind of randomly picked uh, three things, uh, three things where we liked the performance. I, I did it a little differently for each. So for three films and we, we ranked the performance, here's your three films that you got to rank uh, or TV shows. Cuckoo, Cuckoo. So we've got Cuckoo. Uh, if you can remember it back that far. Cuckoo, pop star, never stop, never stopping. And uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You can you can choose Brooklyn Nine-Nine season eight or or season one. Uh, you can, whatever. Uh, but uh, rank it in, uh, number one is best performance. Uh, so what would you be your ranking between those three? Cuckoo, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and pop star, never stop, never stopping. Um, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine probably. Uh, for number um, one, for for best performance, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, gosh, I forget pop star never stop never stopping. So like, he Connor for real, you know, he's a pop star guy. He's got a turtle. Yeah, um, I just can't like I can see mm -hmm. like what he looks like in it, but I don't remember. So his maybe performance, the like, performance wasn't memorable to you. It wasn't memorable. Cuckoo was it was okay. Mm -hmm. I think that Andy, I don't know. He never gives like 
performances the way that I almost put I almost put Palm Springs in here but I knew that it would be no contest like uh, Palm Springs is his favorite my favorite Andy performance is pop maybe we could do that and rather than the three do you do you have like a top three uh performances that you can think like I can name off some of the things we've watched we watched Cuckoo we watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine we watched Popstar we watched the Bash Brothers uh you know we watched those weird tennis that weird tennis documentary um palm springs um you know i would definitely say palm springs is, palm springs is, my, is my favorite top the best for sure and top for thirst like if i had to because top yes top for thirst top for performance so yes. of all the things we've ever watched andy palm springs is the ultimate for me yes. andy thing um and and it would be my ultimate thirst Mm-hmm. Um, now for thirst, if we take Palm Springs out of the running, so it, it goes Palm Springs for me, if we're talking about best performance, then, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, cause Jake is just a really endearing character and I really love him. And then gosh, um, after that, I'd have to give it to Cuckoo, even with Bash Brothers. And I mean, if I'm bringing in Celeste and Jesse, which we didn't cover this year, we actually covered it last year. Um, if I'm bringing in Celeste and Jesse, then I, it would probably be Palm Springs, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then Celeste and Jesse for me. Just because yeah. it, Jake has a lot of levels of comedy to him, and Celeste and Jesse is really great, but um, I don't know. if I, I th- Those would be my top three performances, I think, if I had to I, go rank his, without Palm Springs, which obviously tops everything. I don't know. So for you, Palm Springs is number one. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you have like maybe a third you can sandwich in there? A third memorable performance for you? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I was about to say girls and I was like, he wasn't in that. No, no that's um, Adam. I, uh, I just like. Cuckoo, Bash Brothers, gosh. you know, or would you. I think all of his um, sketchy. So uh, Lonely Island humor. kind of stuff. Lonely Island stuff is. Yeah good but it's all the same Mm -hmm. you know yeah um somebody's blown up your phone girl yeah it's just so my phone if i don't Mm -hmm. check my notification Mm -hmm. it just keeps going off jesus christ um but but cuckoo where i feel like cuckoo was i feel like cuckoo was a good performance like it stuck out to me as like andy but not but it wasn't and Andy was playing something different than what I've usually seen. Like he was himself, but he that character was unique amongst the other characters he's played to me. Um, I also thought he was really funny and sexy, to be honest, um, as Cuckoo. And so even though we covered it a while ago, it, it, it stuck with me, honestly. I, that one stuck with me. I was really disappointed that we only got one season, but then... The reason we only got one season is because we got Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I can't be sad about that, you know? Um, What about Thirst? Obviously, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is at the top. Or, sorry, Palm Springs is at the top. Palm Springs, and then uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Baking It made me kind of thirsty, I'll be honest with you. Baking It probably, I don't know. I don't really get thirsty very much. uh, During Baking It or just generally? Just generally. Um, I think Cuckoo, I, I think I was thirsty for Cuckoo for sure. Uh, Connor for real didn't do it for me, even though I joked about it on the show. Um, yeah, I think it would have to be like, 
Brook- Palm Springs at the top, maybe baking it. Baking it, I think, made me a little thirstier than Brooklyn Nine-Nine even. I think there's something about those sweaters, uh, those cozy sweaters <laughs> and the dad jokes. Uh, and then maybe, I don't know, Cuckoo and Brooklyn Nine-Nine somewhere after that. Anyway, I just thought we should do that since we did it for Adam. It seemed fair. Mm-hmm. And people have asked us about it. All right. So the listener question from Aaron is, what are you most looking forward to next year coming from Adam and Andy? They're in projects next year. I have or no what idea would what you like to see? To. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to 65, the science fiction movie with the dinosaurs. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Sure. I don't yeah, know yeah, anything yeah. about it. I don't know anything about it other than it's sci-fi and it's kind of an indie movie and he's playing like uh like some kind of astronaut and there's dinosaurs. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah there's also too. White Noise. White Noise. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll see next year. Jack Gladney. Are you curious? You know, that's another sure. Noah Bombeck joint. Uh, it's Greta Gerwig is playing his wife. No. Um, I thought about maybe reading the book White Noise. Maybe we should do a book club, Sarah. If you read it, I'll read it. Okay. I feel like we should read it. This seems like a book we should read before we see the movie. Okay. Um, so I think, but of those two things that I know Adam has coming out, I'm more, I'm most looking forward to 65. That's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Just the, the, it's the, the dinosaurs for me. <laughs> uh, and then Andy, well, Andy has... Transylvania 4 coming out. Uh, he's got Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, so a lot of kids animated stuff, which is fine. Uh, I think that what am I most looking forward to from Andy? I would love, I'm going to, I'm actually going to speculate. Is it okay if we speculate? Because I'm not like, it's not like I'm not, I'm just not, I can't say that I'm looking forward to the kid shows as much. I think that's okay to say, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're fun, uh, and I always enjoy. I, my kids watch that kind of stuff. Like they love Storks, and and that's a cute movie. But I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna speculate and say I would love to see either a surprise Lonely Island project drop. You know, like a Bash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a surprise Lonely Island project, or uh, I would like to see Andy uh, developing. I don't know. Would you like to see Andy developing a, a new film or a TV series? Like, would you like to see something like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Or what would you like? Yeah, probably a new 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 TV show. He's more of a TV... You think? Like a sitcom type actor mm-hmm. as opposed to Adam is like totally like film guy. Mm-hmm. Although, um, again, Andy was fantastic in Palm Springs. He was in Palm Springs. You're so right. So maybe more... You'd like to see him take something maybe more like that. Maybe three more films. I, Andy... We need you to make three films next year mm-hmm. and a surprise Lonely Island. And then you'll thing. get a I'm Adam Douglas dry, dry, dry Driver uh, Award of Excellence. Well, no, then it would be the Andy Samberg Award for Excellence in Comedy and Film and Television. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I just I just want him to win the Adam Award just because because some, because it would make sense. And then we could double cover it. Because it would be so, it would be extra yes, relevant be to our relevant. interest. Yes. And then we would see a, a press photo of, An- of the two of, of them Adam together, or handing no, Andy a, an award. A, a, a Andy holding a statue of Adam, <laughs> holding an Oscar. That is insane, <laughs> and I love it. Um, okay, 
so this, uh, Aaron, I hope that was satisfactory to you. We don't know. It, it's not that we're not excited about Andy's projects so much as they're not for our age range. Uh, so I think we're speculating on things we would see. I'd like to see Andy do another film project. Uh, I'd like to see him stretch himself in a role like that. Obviously, I'd be thrilled to see him in a TV series. He's a fantastic comedic actor. But I'd love to see him in another film role. And uh, But something Give more... Give us more Palm Springs stuff. Something more like Palm Springs something where like it's comedic, but like, you know, a grounded. Heartfelt. Heartfelt and grounded. So I'm looking for that. So I'm looking for that from, from Andy a surprise Lonely Island project and season two of Baking It. Give me a season yes. two of Baking It. I yes. want it. So that's what I'd like to see from Andy and from Adam of the projects I know that he's doing. I would, here's what I'll say about Adam. I'm looking forward to 65 the most, but also if Adam would like to surprise announce that he's returning to the Star Wars universe as Ben Solo, like I would literally, I would spontaneously combust like just in front of you if that were to happen. So maybe he shouldn't, because then that would rip me. You know what I mean? R.I.P. me. Die. Um, I hope that I hope that answer was satisfactory. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I did have one last thing to say, and that's that I wanted to thank uh, Nikki and Lala from the Barely Hanging On podcast. Sarah, they gave us the sweetest shout out on their show. It was Aww. so sweet. It made me like tear up a little bit. Uh, and I just wanted to say congratulations to them because they just finished their first season of their podcast. And yeah. I know how hard it is to like come up with content every mm-hmm. week. They're like doing their show like every week or something. And they do all these fun polls and they're just like really fun uh, to engage with. And they make me laugh. And I just really love their show. And um, early, when they started the show, Nikki had like I already knew of them from fan fiction because as you know, guys, I'm obsessed with fan fiction and I, and I read it all the time. And so I had already known of them on Twitter and Nikki had emailed me and was like, hey, I know you do a show uh, where you watch Adam Driver movies and we're thinking of doing this podcast. And is that OK with you? And it was like the fucking Beatles were emailing me. I felt like the Beatles <laughs> had emailed me and I was like, am I OK with it? Are you kidding? Um, and I just I love them. I love what they bring to the fandom. And I just generally wanted to thank our listeners and the fandoms of Andy and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and of Adam uh, for really like enriching my life. I enjoy engaging with you guys and you bring so much happiness to me and it feels really awesome to be connected with you all over something that we all enjoy. And we all know that it's very silly, but I think it also brings people together and I'm just, I'm filled with I'm like a lobster pie I'm filled with warm lobster right now and I just love everyone so thanks so sweet um Sarah I also want to thank you for doing this uh, nonsense with me for yet another year um I love talking with you about these movies I love the excuse for us to get together and watch them uh I'm sorry that I made you sit through some that you really hated (laughs) (laughs) But I hope you also got to see some that you really loved. Um, you're my best friend, and I love doing this with you. And I love doing this with you, too. You're my best friend, too. Yeah. I love you. Aww. I love you, too. Um, listeners, that's going to be it for us for season two. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, Anna, at Adam Andy Pod. Um, and uh, you can watch the vidcast of the show on our channel, Critical Crop Top, on YouTube. Um, 
it's been a fucking journey and I'm excited to see what we do next year. I love you, Sarah. Me too. I love you too. Thank you.